Welcome to I Asked My Mother, Awanjiko Mwara podcast where she talks with her mother about womanhood. In this series, Wanjiko is pregnant, her mother is a continent away, and she has questions. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to I Asked My Mother, Awanjiko Mwara podcast. This is part two of episode two where we talk about mental health during pregnancy. I will be sharing some myths I've heard about African women and mental health in Germany. Yes, so please stay tuned for that. And my mother will be sharing her contraception journey. Hmm, surprise, surprise there. As well as how preparedness of a pregnancy could affect your mental health. Stay tuned and enjoy. Let's go back to when you would go for prenatal clinic checks. Did the nurses ever ask you how you are feeling, you know, about your mental well-being during pregnancy? That question never arose in any visit I went. Apart from uh, blood pressure, taking blood pressure, the urine and the checkups of the baby, mm-hmm. heartbeat, how he's feeling on, is the child in the proper position? Such was the question. Lakini, about the mental health, mm-hmm. forget it. I think as the years of view, Nothing like that came up. Maybe they never thought that mental health is something that can disturb a pregnant mother. Do you remember ever being told that in this trimester, for example, you might become more sensitive, so just be aware? Were you ever told that? No. Remember I told you when I was near my delivery date, that is the time I asked because I didn't know and there is nobody who said that or telling me. I asked the nurse, how will I know? What are the signs? Eh? I so can you... plan the day. You I didn't even know. So, so any conversation about mental well-being was just something that is, you know, it wasn't there at all. Let me share something. Uh, let me share something about that particular question. Um, so, you know, I have a midwife and I have a, a gynecologist. Um, who is called a Frauenarzt in German, so a woman's doctor. It's easier. A woman's doctor, right? So with my midwife, I actually mm-hmm. asked this question. I said, uh, listen, I, I know that hormones are expected to change. I also know that, mm-hmm. for example, now slowly the season is changing and winter is coming and we have something that is very common, not just for pregnant women, but in general, it's it's called SAD, mm-hmm. uh, the seasonally acquired depression, which comes because of mm-hmm. shorter days, less sunlight, and it's really, really dark. I was uh, telling you that at, at five already, you have to have the lights on, otherwise you can't see anything in the mm-hmm. house. This causes some people to feel really low, right? I told my midwife, I also want you to keep an eye on my mental well-being. Ask me questions that will help me realize if everything is still okay. And she said, ah, since you're already aware about that, if anything happens, we will catch it a long time before because you will you are aware of what you should look out for, right? And the other thing uh, about mental health that I also st- have struggled with, just when I moved to Germany, I was told mm-hmm. very, like you were saying, women, we, we sometimes share things and, and some of them are not founded on facts. Um mm-hmm. And I was told that in Germany, especially as an African, you cannot afford to have any mental health problems because <laughs> if you are a mother, your children will be taken from you. Yeah, uh-huh. They will say that, oh, you're not capable of raising these children and they will be taken from you and taken by the state. Now, uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. I asked this question to my midwife. I told her, "Listen, I want us to talk about mental health, but I also need to know that <laughs> this does not put a mark on me that if anything happens, you know, that my my child will be taken from me." She reassured me. She said, "Actually, that is not how it is supposed to work." Mm-hmm. And she told me the steps that are taken are first mm-hmm. of all they see if your partner is around who can help you mm-hmm. so especially mm-hmm. in taking care of the child because some women are not able at all to care for the child so if mm-hmm. there's a partner they are asked to step in that's number one. number two is sure. if there's no partner they look for the family mm-hmm. so before the state takes your child they go through yeah. this uh, this mm-hmm. close circle first so that you have yeah. time to get better and care for the child. Mm-hmm. And the only time sure. it even gets to the point where they go to the family is when mm-hmm. you are um, bedridden because of depression, when you can't do anything. The child is crying and you don't even move. Uh, you can't feed mm-hmm. the child. That is the point when they do that. Mm-hmm. Or the child stays in a diaper the whole day and night. This is the point when they, mm-hmm. yeah, this is the point when they come in. And something also that uh, I find Uh, very important and different from what you've explained that the nurses never checked in on you is that mm-hmm. the midwife checks in on you every day for the first eight days after pregnancy to see mm. how you're doing, how you're healing, how everything is to just mm. talk to you. And, and I find mm-hmm. that quite, quite progressive. Now, mom, did you experience any mood swings because of fluctuating hormones during pregnancy? Yeah, I was extremely happy. happy. The whole time. I never got annoyed. The whole time, even the time I was doing all those things I told you before, yeah, that I, I, people took advantage of me. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I had no time. See, I told you that the security I had for me, it's make myself jovial throughout the day, throughout the night. Mm-hmm. I would make myself happy. Yeah. I tried as much as possible not to. Yeah, I never had time. In fact, when I was mm-hmm. waiting for the nurse to check on me, hey, I would check. I would laugh, yeah. I would laugh, mm-hmm. but and, uh, you know, I was very heavy. I would step on that way in my shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to read that ninety kilograms. <laughs> and the one who is taking the weight <laughs> would say, hey, mm-hmm. are you carrying a twin? <laughs> <laughs> and I would laugh when I'm on the top of that wing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody needs that. The mother who, who keeps on laughing has come. Mm. <laughs> What about for the subsequent pregnancies? Were you always jovial or did you have a pregnancy when um, it only the, was the last one. Mm-hmm. How was it? The two last ones. Mm-hmm. The two last ones, I did because I did not expect them to, to happen. These children were not in my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes I, I would sit and start drinking now. I thought I would be doing this now. I would be taking care of this child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I had plans. Mm. What, what were <laughs> your plans? plans? Yeah, I wanted to do my teaching in a better way. But now, yeah, I'm walking to work, pregnant, tired. Hey, I was so tired because I was walking almost two kilometers to and fro. Yeah. Mm? So that one made me feel unhappy. Higher, as if that was not enough after I gave birth to that one. So because I was a proprietor, I would not miss to go and arrange the work. See, this is done, that is done. That made me feel so unhappy because, still, as I told you, I was not assisted there. And nobody would know what I'm going to do, even the mother. Mm. So, uh, after giving birth to that one, I, after four months, uh, four years, I think after four years, I gave birth to, I got pregnant with Zipporah. Mm-hmm. 
By that time, the school was over. We stopped running the school. So the last two pregnancies were harder because you you didn't uh, expect them. I and... was so emotional. Mm. Do you know why? I even said I will not go for three weeks. When I was about two weeks or about four weeks, time to go and deliver. Mm-hmm. That is the time I went to register. <laughs> After two weeks, I went and came back with it. I never visited. <laughs> and did you know? It's something that I did not tell you. Mm-hmm. You know why these nurses? could not have time to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Maybe because, you know, there are so many, about 20, 30 on the line seated there. So if the nurse thinks about the line, we are here asking questions, when are the others going to be checked? <laughs> Within five minutes, you're out. And how long would you have to wait for, for just those five minutes? Hours. If you don't want to get it and to, to take many hours, always be there. Be the first. You be number one, number two. Before I time, I would leave home at five to be at Kenyatta at six. When they are opening, I'm already seated. So I take the first card to be called. My, my name was to be written and to be given to the nurse or the doctor will come. That is how it works because it is public. Yeah. But in the private hospitals, it's, it's in order. Yeah. When we go back to, you said you were very emotional during your last pregnancies. Um, mm. Do you feel like you handled it or you could have handled it better? I don't know whether I could have done it better because... Mm-hmm. I think one thing that participated in that, because I, I didn't uh, prepare myself psychologically that I want this pregnancy, I found it. And I thought, I thought I would be doing this. This has happened. You see, psychologically, I was not prepared. So mentally, I got affected. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that you've said uh, about not being psychologically prepared that has reminded me also what you've said about family planning being left to, to your husband. And my question is, did you ever talk about when you want to have the next child or and if you wanted to have the next child or was this his decision? I think it was his arrow. <laughs> <laughs> so so you would you would just find yourself pregnant and know ah okay yeah, so <laughs> he decided how many children you want. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was and and how how did how did that make you feel the fact that you could not decide how many or when? Me, you know me, I love children, so it did not affect me. It didn't. I found myself having the children even up to now. They know they cannot do anything. Even now, they can't do anything, not knowing where I am. Even if I was so emotional during the two pregnancies, they never stopped me from loving those children. Even after birth, I still have the children. You know, it continues. And it expects the children after birth. Yeah. Those kids. You're affected by those emotional. Yeah. It, this is a good point to finish off our conversation for this episode. Mm-hmm. What comes out to me is about building resilience for our mental well-being and doing the things that we can, whether it's exercising or knitting like you did, or just mm-hmm. examining and allowing ourselves to feel the emotions that we have and realize that mm-hmm. It is just an emotion and it should not shape how um, Ah, we treat other people. So I think this is a very good point to wrap it up. Mom, as always, Mm. thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. And thank you to dear listener for joining us on I Asked My Mother, a Wanjiko Mora podcast. In this series, we talk a lot about pregnancy, motherhood, and womanhood. It would be nice to hear from you. Do you have any questions that I can ask my mother? Let me know through our social media channels. Until next time, goodbye.